another episode where you step into that conscious flow. Presence yourself into this moment. You are worthy of this bestowment. Let's take a conscious breath together, feeling and breathing as light as a feather. This is your conscious awakening, old thought patterns off, off, disabling. We are guided by that universal flow. This is how we elevate and truly grow. You are awakening to the codes within. And this is where your journey truly begins. I am your host, and my name is Ash. Breathe, and let's begin. brothers and sisters to another episode we are again together together again in this divine portal of connection and it's been about three or four weeks since i have opened this portal again but it feels so good to be back sitting in my little nest in my room in humboldt in the depths of winter we got pretty cloudy day but it's feeling really nice and energetic from the full moon last full moon of 2020 we're closing this year out in connection and openness and in trust for all that is coming oh and right now i'm just in the depths of my moon i started bleeding as soon as the full moon hit and just Sitting in a little red sweater, my little white fuzzies on, and got the altar space set up from last night, and and in front of me is my dear, dear partner who has made his way onto the podcast, finally. We've been talking about doing this for a really long time now, and then we'll like plan for it, and then we'll be like, oh, maybe next week we'll do it, and we'll be like, okay, next week we got it, next week's gonna happen, we got this, and then something will happen, or... I'll be a little hard-headed about something. I'm like, no, we can't do it now. We got to wait for another week. And they'll wait another week. But the time is here and it's happening and we're doing it. And I'm so, 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 so grateful to have this person here in the flesh to do this with me. And yeah, so let me just tell you a little bit, just so the viewers can kind of see what I got going on. So for anyone that doesn't know this divine light, his name is Josiah Sunray. He is the greatest blessing in my life, my one of my greatest teachers too, my lover, my best friend, everything in one, and also the reason why I live here, and um, yeah, just has taught me so much about what it is to be still and be patient and be silent, and also has taught me the most openings of my joy and has showed me the depths of who I am in so many ways. And so I'm so, so, so grateful to have you here. I just love you so much. And I love your presence. And thank you for being so patient with me and for being so open to coming in and doing this with me and sharing yourself. And 
Josiah Sunray is his real name. And that's like another really beautiful story, which we'll like, maybe we'll talk about today, maybe next time. But it's such an epic story. He is literally the, his family is just like everything and more. And completely the reason why I moved here. I met his sister in the circus like two years ago. She was like, you're going to love my family. Like, you got to come back to Humboldt. You got to meet these people. And I was like, all right. So like, my leg was kind of broken at the time. So I knew I was going to go back. I was going to get my van. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to stay here for just a month. And then I know I got to go back to Tennessee and heal this leg. So I was like, all right, I got three days before I fly back. I just got done working up on a farm for a month. And I told Kateri, I was like, all right, I'm going to come over. I want to come see your family. She's like, come through. Yeah, come spend the weekend with us before you leave. And I drove my van up to Humboldt, which was like maybe four hours away from where I was. And my first time being this far into Northern California. And I remember I pulled up my colorful van into his into his family's house and just kids everywhere and like people looking out the window like who is this person in this colorful van and I remember I pulled up and Josiah and his friend were two of like the first people to come walk his him yeah it was you and your friend they came walking past the van and he stopped and just like hugged him for a minute and I was just like oh it was like the best hug and and then I remember I was like getting all excited but also just super nervous to meet his family because I know he has a big family and there's like 10 kids in that house so I went inside and Kateri was sitting there talking with her mom and her dad was on the couch playing guitar and I remember this little baby was running around and then there was another baby running around and his two other sisters were sitting on the couch singing like angels with their dad and the mom was with Kateri and they were preparing in the kitchen. There's just like so many things going on and I was just like so overwhelmed with joy. I was like, wow, this is literally the most beautiful family I've ever had the grace of witnessing and to be in their presence was just so beautiful. And and I remember that same day Josiah came back into the kitchen and we both were just standing in the kitchen like talking in the funniest language, just looking into each other's eyes for like a hot minute. And we're just like making all of these weird noises which I normally do but no one ever just like drops into that space so fully with me and <laughs> and I remember all of his brothers and sisters were just like in a circle around us like what is happening and ever since that moment I was like this is where I want to live this is who I want to be with and this is my new home and I've been been here ever since and did van life and his buzz for a little bit and we tried to make that work through winter season and we did because I had Josiah who is the fire fire keeper of all keepers and kept me warm all winter long and yeah just has taught me so much about myself and it has been like a year of challenges and learning and opening and expanding and grounding and trusting and crying and laughing and all of the things and still to this day we go through some of the most powerful most intense challenges but absolutely the most beautiful and I'm so grateful for every single bit of it because it has literally shaped me into the woman that I am today and to even just be 
comfortable to be here with you right now and bleeding and feeling like open enough to have a conversation is also just like so new to me because usually when I'm bleeding I'm like so closed off but with you I just feel so comfortable I feel so held so nurtured so cared for so loved and yeah I'm just so beyond grateful to have you in my life and to be able to walk this life with you and to have you support me in ways that I have never been supported and would love to obviously share more about that but I also just want to introduce you and welcome you so fully into this space and and for those who don't know what Josiah looks like, it's basically like looking at a walk in Jesus. And not only does he look like Jesus, he acts like Jesus too. He's literally just this epitome of love. And and he's also human and makes mistakes and is always so open and willing to do this work with me and learn and grow and look at me in the eyes with pure love and pure emptiness, which is like one of the biggest things I've learned from him, so yeah. Without further ado, I give you Josiah Sunray. Yahoo! Welcome, love. Wow. <laughs> well, that was um, quite, quite a lot of beautiful expression on your part. It was hard to stop. It was hard to stop. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, because it's like, oh, I could say a lot, but I'm like, wait, I need to introduce him. Once, <laughs> like, once you get started, yeah. it's just like the streams running. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Wheel it in a little bit. Wheel it in a little bit. Bring it Save back. Save some for the ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been... Yeah, it's been quite a journey. I definitely remember those first moments were really beautiful. I remember one of our first moments we shared some hape out in the sun mm. in a sun uh well, no, a sun, uh, why am I saying sun? In a heart mm. garden bed, a heart-shaped garden bed. Yeah. We like sat there and had some hape and, and you like brought your flute. And I remember just like sitting there and like with my eyes closed and offering my my prayer in whatever way that I did. And I remember, yeah, you you offering your prayer in the form of of um, your light language, speaking, and and just and letting it flow out of you. And and I remember just being, yeah, I I remember sitting there with my eyes closed, like. And it brought a smile to my face, you know, sitting there like, oh, cool. It was very fluid and very seamless. I remember, um, yeah, just our energies being very, yeah, seamlessly, seamlessly weaving together, which is really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's always a joy, you know, different people have come through our little community of kids and animals and adults that want to be kids, and that still are, in many ways. Um, yeah, and different people come through at different times and stay and kind of, you know 
get impacted in their own way. Yeah, people definitely come in and out of your house a lot, like, and get a little stuck for a minute too. They're like, "Wait, I don't yeah. want to leave this. It's so right. good. There's it's that... so good. It's right. really so rare too." Right. There's that element where like people come and stay, and then get really into this um, the family environment. This kind of like very rootsy family environment, a house full of ten kids and of all ages, and two parents and it's a really beautiful atmosphere and and I, yeah and I remember being and my mom kind of always has this thing of like you know okay people can stay you know to an extent you know mm-hmm. but like and I remember with you being like all right well kind of just like way like waving that off you know, <laughs> yeah. and being like, well, you know, she's gonna she's staying with me you know even though she's not she's not really but yeah. she is yeah you know? her van's parked close by yeah. <laughs> never very far <laughs> i know I mean, from the heart of the innistrad your mom would always be like all right maybe like yeah like maybe like a couple more weeks i'm like yeah yeah, yeah a couple more weeks would be fine <laughs> and then i'd stay for like two more months Blink she's like all right, all right. <laughs> it's just so hard cause it was just so rare your family is such a gift and coming from like catholic roots too or like i ran away from like that system so deeply and to just be around a a religious family that is so open so giving like so honoring of all people so accepting of all people no judgments just like i love you i love you i love you i love you like i see you i see you i see you i see you i accept you and that was not the most common thing in the religion that we both grew up in Catholic and to be able to come back and meet a family of the same religion that also is the epitome of giving and loving and unconditional love. And like, it Mm. seems out of every single one of you, like you Mm. just, all of you are so open to helping and to showing up and to loving because your parents are literally the epitome of that. So of course, every Mm. single one of you are a fine example of of that unconditional love and for me that was like what really got me I was like wow this is my chance to just heal in Mm. my in my god roots and my connection to source and into my religion and into my beliefs in the church and to just like heal all those wounds through your family and like the way you guys have held me through that coming Mm. and back into my own has been so beautiful and for you to just like not know anything that was going to happen, you know, like you didn't know I was going to stay with you for that long. You didn't know I was going to stay here for that long. And I mean, I told you from the beginning, like, I love you. You're like, yeah, I love you too. And like, let's just, yeah, we're going to be great friends and we're going to have a really incredible time together. And we'll, we'll just like really like support each other. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds amazing. I want you to know, like, I'll like, love you and you're like yeah i love you too i love everyone i'm like i know you do i like really love you and it was it was like an automatic thing for me like i just like instantly knew i was like okay this is like i don't know what it's gonna be i don't know what's gonna happen i didn't have any expectations really i just knew how it felt and like how deeply i loved you and how deeply i wanted you in my life and it's just was so beautiful to be in your presence in that way with the teachings that you taught me because of course growing up like if I if I have feelings for someone it's like okay I'm gonna go after that I'm gonna like really like 
I'm going to really call that in and like create this partnership if that's what it is that I'm supposed to have or like need have the security. And like I felt like growing up, I always needed security with another person. But you were literally in the depths of holding space for all women, all men as a brother, like a true brother. And I've never in my life met someone that was on a journey like you were on. And it was just so unconditional and so open without attachment and it truly was like brothership that you were wanting to give all women like you were wanting to be that sacred divine masculinity that most women have never seen never never get the chance to be around because there's so much toxic masculinity that we've like always been surrounded with and so for me to just be in that divine masculinity was of course enough but also so challenging because I knew how much I loved you and how much I like wanted to be with you and so it was like this like having to like face these fears of desire and lust and also like be able to like transmute that into like unconditional love and and patience and acceptance and friendship and beauty and joy and and it was so challenging of course because like in my heart I like knew what I wanted but I knew what what was happening with you and me was like where I needed to be and what I needed to receive and for you to just like hold that space for brotherhood the entire way through like obviously like we had a very special connection and we knew it pretty instantly but you were so so honoring of the of the journey you were on and you have really shown me what it is to be in that divine masculinity and I would love to even just like open that conversation with you too like to hear a little bit more about like your journey and how that has unfolded for you because I see I've seen it for like the past year and and I've seen you still to this day like really owning that and really honoring that and really showing that divine masculinity for all women and teaching me to like how to like kind of be in my own without like this need for like um lust or physical um desires to be achieved in all of the ways that I've grown up needing that like craving that and for you to like really like help me work through that in a very healing way has been some of the most beautiful work I've done in this life to be able to come back to myself and heal those wounds to be able to show up so fully for this partnership and you're so so patient with the unfolding in this partnership too and like Mm -hmm. allowing me to just even witness you on a dance floor connecting with other Mm -hmm. people like I think that was like one of the biggest ones for me like seeing your openness like it really is just pure pure love that you want every single person on that dance floor to feel you want to be able to go up to everyone and dance with them and show them like that they are loved they are accepted and that there doesn't need to be this sexual energy in the middle of it because that is always a thing in so many ways and you have literally shown me that that doesn't have to always exist and that there are people who just want to love you and connect with you and it's yeah yeah and it can well, and it can disrupt the flow of play between yeah. two beings, right? And like obviously, bodies are bodies, and bodies will react in the ways that bodies react. But it's like what you choose to do with that feeling, like because if you focus on it in those moments, it'll disrupt the flow of play, you know, and it'll like kind of clam you up or something, you know. So it's like you know, honoring and recognizing that like our bodies are our bodies, and they react to 
we react to each other in the ways that they do, but just letting that be pure and like claiming that and being like, I don't need to judge myself or, or I don't need to judge myself for that, but I also don't need to reach for it and try to take it. I can just let it be as it is. Let it flow through me, recognize it, honor it, and then let it pass on and continue playing, you know, as a child, you know, so as to contribute to like, um, yeah, um, so as to contribute to our future, so as to contribute to the being that we're growing into and as to contribute to the life that we really want to live. Yeah, yeah, so that journey, that has been, that's been quite a journey. For a while, yeah, I mean, there, you know, I had some, my first relationship-esque thing, I mean, really my only official one, besides the one that we're sharing, um, was pretty, pretty intense, like Mm -hmm. pretty toxic, it was Mm -hmm. like, It was like five months during high school and I was like a sophomore. And yeah, it was just like really intense and there was just, yeah, just a lot of fighting and like just really intense, very intense stuff. She's a very intense person. And yeah, so I learned a lot from that and and yeah, had some experiences and whatnot, but I kind of went into a period in my... I don't know when it started, but I went into a period of not talking or, like, engaging and connecting as much with women because I think I had been, I had gone to high school, going from being homeschooled my whole life, so, like, being homeschooled my whole life, never being a part of the public school system, and then going, jumping into high school freshman year, I kind of had to receive a lot of the toxicity that was like already pre-built you know pre-created from people um and I was kind of just like jumping into it you know so for there was like two years that were really challenging and I received a lot of toxicity and carried it with me and um, musical influences um whatever the just image ego the parties the parties the yeah high school friends i never went too crazy or anything but definitely had to to work through that and then i remember and then yeah my junior and senior year it was kind of like pulling pulling out of that but yeah i remember but yeah for a long time i was really kind of a little bit more reserved after that with women because i had seen how toxic a lot of just like the collaboration between men and women was at least what I had seen in parties and raves, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. dances, whatever. Um, Yeah, so I went into a period of started going to my first festival, I believe was Reggae on the River. Maybe not. Maybe it was this small other little festival out in the woods. But yeah, for started going to festivals, started dancing and moving and opening up my soul to God, to the cosmos. Um, I would say reopening, because 
I think a lot of what I received in high school kind of like it basically just like put some layers covering up what was already there and uh, it was just kind of me just like pulling off those layers and just revealing what was already there what we always have is like our pure soul is always there no matter what we layer on top of it distractions and deviations from from truth um yeah, so a long, for a long time I was really reserved, I would dance, I would go out and everything, but I would always kind of have my eyes closed and just be in my own zone. And I remember, yeah, this experience that I had where I just had this profound realization. I'd always had this, like, for a while I'd had this fear of, like, engaging or talking with women because I didn't want them to feel preyed upon or mm-hmm. like that I was like hitting on them or anything because I'd seen so much of that energy it was just like ugh, bleh. but this one mo- this one experience at a festival I had this profound realization like realization that was like if your heart is pure you know your intention is true just um then that that will be seen and that will be received and women do want to receive truth true care, true recognition, respect, you know. And so it just, like, clicked. And then I just started saying hi to everyone. And not even, like, trying to go out to some women and say hi or something. Yeah. Not even trying. Just saying hi everywhere I was. I remember standing in this one moment, just standing there, and I look over, and there's this beautiful, taller woman, and I'm just like, hi. <laughs> you know, I'm like, look, I'm like, hi. And she's like, Hi. And we just start having this amazing conversation. Mm. She's been telling me about her experience. And then she proceeds to tell me that Yaima is playing this acoustic set in the heart sanctuary, which is like this little small stage. And I was like, no way. I've never seen them. Like, I really love them and all this stuff. So, yeah. So I went and experienced that, which was incredible. Tear jerking. But yeah, it was really just this realization of like men, a lot of men try way too hard. And, and that's they, the thing, you can feel the difference too. Yeah. You can literally look into someone's eyes that are pure wanting to just connect yeah. and you can look into the eyes of lust and like it's, yeah, they try too hard. They yeah. try too hard. Which is sad because it's really, it's really easier then we make it out. We make it to the out to be this whole complicated thing, but it really actually is simple just to go up to somebody with no expectations. Like, if we have expectations or desires, like, let's take a moment to, like, burn those, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay? Yeah. So that you can go up to somebody and just say hi with no expectation because the platform of the most beautiful connections and relationships that anyone experiences is friendship. Mm -hmm. And just collaboration of two souls seeing each other loving each other wanting to lift each other up so it really is simple and men make it so complicated because they're so like we're so it's like prey you see it's been a thing for so long like where women are literally seen as prey in so many ways it's like oh look at this beautiful woman on the dance floor like i need to be close to that i need to touch that i need to have her look at me and connect with me and and it's (laughs) it creates this really scary thing for women and it goes both ways you know it's not I'm not gonna say that it's just men because women do it too and Mm -hmm. 
and to be around that energy your energy is just the biggest freshest breath of life i'm so grateful it's like that and everyone around me feels it too you know like yeah almost like shyness yeah you're around this beautiful woman or vice versa this beautiful man or whatever but for me as a man like it's almost this like shyness and allowing that to be beautiful like looking and appreciating and smiling and then like closing my eyes and looking the other way and flowing around and like creating this I always say it's like the eyes will tell you mm-hmm. you know what I mean you see oh, men you'll see men will just be like checking out a woman or something yeah or exactly like looking at him down kind of like this or like, something hey, and, like hey right at your boobs and like well, what are you looking at and then when you look in yeah. the eyes like hi I, I see you I want to connect with you but if you're looking at my body I know all you're wanting is yeah, the desires of my body, to my movement, or whatever. And, yeah, and like that's what you know. I feel like ecstatic dance culture really helped me bridge the gap from being in a place of like dancing in my own zone, eyes closed. Like I was incredibly into dance, but not dancing with other people. Right. And I remember that same festival. I witnessed my first ecstatic dance, and I saw these three brothers doing this crazy contact dance on the ground. They're rolling around with each other, and I was like, really wanted to get into it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like very into that energy, but I hadn't opened it yet within myself, and I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. I didn't realize how open most ecstatic contact dance people are. Right, brothers, you know. If three brothers are rolling around the ground together, contact dancing, most likely they're open for another brother to join in, you know? And that's, but at that point, I was just sitting back witnessing, yeah. like, wow, this is so cool. Mm. And so I think that, you know, an important thing, another, one of the first ecstatic dances that I went to at a festival, it was incredible. They opened with really talking about consent and really talking about, like, if you want to dance with somebody... Look them in the eye and hold out your hand. And if they turn away, then go back to your, you know, let them be. They don't want to dance with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like the eyes show all. Look at somebody with this intent. And, and that, like, opened me. I danced with so many people, men and women, just where I would be like, wow, I never would think that I'd be having dances like this with these beautiful of people, you know. Right. But it was just like, pfft. Since that ecstatic dance, it was like the whole weekend. It like opened this thing within me where I understood I could just look at somebody with this like pure intention to connect and play and just like show them my soul, like unafraid. And they could, and they, and there's, they would respond. People would respond to that, you know? Yeah. And, and I just, yeah, I had the most incredible plays. And it's amazing, you know? Um, like, yeah, like I was dancing with this one really beautiful woman and it was like, you know, we're like rolling around and playing and everything. And a lot of people would look at that from the outside and be like, oh, wow, these two people are like... They're really probably into to- each other. Yeah, they're yeah. really into each other. <laughs> they must or be they together. Must be together yeah. or, or whatever. Isn't it funny? You know? We always naturally do that too. If you even just like see a man and a, and a woman walking down the street, like French, like, oh, that that's a couple, you know? Yeah, like, like we have that like way of naturally seeing two people dancing oh they must be together yeah oh they just met but they probably really like each other you know right and yeah and i remember like almost laughing because we were having such an intimate experience yet it was purely childlike 
you know, mm-hmm. like we're like rolling around holding each other and everything. And I remember like having this like bird's eye view of myself and being like, wow, like almost I would have perceived this previously as like intimate on a different level or something. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, I'm like experiencing the depth of what it is to just play with somebody raw, so rawly as like just a wild animal just play roll around and growl and just connect and there was no sexual energy in that play because even though this woman was beautiful we were both like um, you know whatever you know it was like there that wasn't even present we were having too much fun and because that's truly your intention like truly and right that's what's so beautiful and i love that you even said it's like childlike for because i know you and i know that that is truly what you see when you're looking on the dance for like who who should i dance with like oh they look fun like i want to go play with them like i want to go play with them and like mm. And for the longest time, like, I've known that, but because we're so programmed to think that when you see a man and woman dancing, they must be like, there's just, there's definitely sexual energy there. Or, like, they definitely are into each other. Like, oh, she really likes him. Like, how is he going to even be able to get away from that? Like, that's mm-hmm. literally what my mind does. And so for, like, mm-hmm. the first, like, what, six months of being with, being with you and being in the ecstatic dance community, like, for mm-hmm. sure, ecstatic dance is one of the greatest teachers and one of the, like, biggest most powerful challenges I've had in my relationship with you even because you're such an open, free, loving dancer and it's so <laughs> beautiful, but I've never been around that in a good way. Like usually yeah. like if I was ever with a guy that wanted to go dance with other women it's because he wanted to go hook up with those other women and he yeah. wanted to like give himself to everyone and like yeah. and I and that's how I would always see it on the dance floor, like as an open way for men to just like gather women. And so so for me, like I'll be like, okay, I know I'll get a dance. I know I'm gonna get to dance with him, but like, I also know he's gonna go dance with everyone else. And like, and I would tell myself going into the dance, like, you got this. Like, this is your lesson for today, and it's gonna be beautiful. Like, go in there so open and so accepting of him being able to dance with everyone. And that was literally what had my attention the entire time because I was mm. always focusing on where you were, who you were dancing with, mm. and how it was gonna affect me. And I could never really be in my own zone because I was so paranoid about what you were doing. And you probably could even feel me. I like these eagle eyes, like, like always watching you. Like I'd be even like, all right, where'd he go? Who's he dancing with? Like, because it was literally in my mind so deeply. Like I couldn't like release it. And so it was hard. Like there were moments where I'd literally just go back to my van. I would just literally get in my bed and cry and like, and cry so hard like why ask myself why is this so hard for me why is it so hard for me to see him dance with other people and it's because I never saw it in the gift that it was and the beauty of unconditional love because I maybe had said I believe in unconditional love but I truly didn't know what it meant because that was the biggest example right there that I was not okay with seeing you dance with other women and time after time of you teaching me and showing me and being patient with me and listening to like, Hey, like this is a part of me. And like, I want you to know, like my intentions are pure. Like I am just here so that all people can feel this love. Like, don't you think everyone on that dance floor deserves to feel what it's like to connect with someone and just feel someone to dance with? And I like literally started crying. I was like, yeah, that's so beautiful. Like, why is this so hard for me? Like, I want to see that as a beautiful gift. 
And now to this day, like I could go and see you on the dance floor and be like, yes, like I love that he's dancing with her. Like she deserves a dance. She deserves a dance. He deserves a dance. He deserves a dance. And it's so beautiful. And you can, in the way you dance with women is the same way you dance with men, which is so <laughs> freaking epic. Like you'll literally throw men over your shoulders. Like you'll see women throwing them over your shoulders and like, before, I used to be like, oh, man, she's probably smaller than me. That's why I was able to do that. Like, I probably can't do that with him. But it's like, we dance the same way, and it's beautiful. And it's be- the way we're able to dance now is because I've been able to open that portal of allowing it to happen with all beings. Because all beings deserve to feel this love. And the love you give to me is the love I want everyone else to be able to feel, too. And I think that was a huge thing for me is, like, wanting to keep it all to myself. I was like, no, this is my partner. This is my lover. Like, this is my dancer. Like... This isn't for everyone else. And that's why it was such a struggle for me because I was literally holding on to a piece of your soul that was so meant to be freed and shared with everyone. And it wasn't for me to keep it all. It was for me to share. And so I got to really work even deeper into what it is to share the parts of myself that I love the most. And you're like, you, that is you. You're a massive part of my my own heart that I love and I want want to be able to share so ecstatic dance has yeah been one of the greatest teachers in this relationship in particular and um and I've seen it both ways like and I would love to talk to you about this too because um it's not like women do it too like women will see you and I've and I like I see it all I've seen it all and I've definitely seen you go in there like oh this is a beautiful person to connect with and I see them just like whoo swoon over you like how could they not you're an incredible dancer you're beautiful and you just want to connect with with this person and they're probably like wow this is amazing this guy must really be into me like he's he probably loves me and this is such a beautiful dance and like I don't want it to ever end and I've even seen you have to like kind of like slide on out and go find someone else to dance with just to like remind them that this is just a beautiful connection but nothing more than just connection and and pure childlike energy and that there's nothing sexual there but I'm really curious like what that is like for you because there are there's a lot of toxic femininity too and for you to really still and embody that divine masculinity in those moments is really beautiful and a really firm teacher of like what it is to be in that that divine masculinity so like what is that like for you because there's like you know it's a thing for sure it's like a father like sky father eyes watching over the children it's like Wanting to to be a force that's contributing to oneness, you know, and unity mm-hmm. between beings present, all beings, of course. And so it's like remembering to, in a lot of ways, to to be like, to be like water. You know what I mean? It's like it's not clinging. If we're contributing to oneness in this dance, then like, I want to be open to yeah. To I mean yeah. You know that you've said that. I'm totally open to dancing with men and women and in some ways people would say I dance intimately with men and I would say that I do I would say that there is intimacy between men can that can be shared that's not sexual you know but it's it's beautiful it's brothers you know I remember like um growing up when I was younger when I would have a nightmare or something, me and my big brother um, <clears throat> had bunk beds, and I'd have a nightmare or something, and I'd climb to the top bunk, and I would cuddle him. I would put my arm around him. I would cuddle him, like, so beautifully. And, like, you know, and I would 
think like why is that why is there so much of this energy like separating men from sharing that those kind of intimate sweet moments together um that's funny that you're doing this because i was like the second question i was going to ask you is like how you how you embody the the intimacy with other men but like i was well that's about funny that with it, and you just were like okay. well with the men I, well, the, i'm like all right well, well we can do no, the men it's first. funny that i just i don't know it kind of just happened but yeah no go but, ahead no, i was right? continuing to no i was le- using that to lead into but go into saying. that story because that's also just mm-hmm. as important like i i i, I want to know also like how you deal with like toxic femininity mm-hmm. on the dance floor and in everyday life but also how you um, embody that intimacy on the dance floor with other men and allow it to be this like platonic connection and how beautiful that is. Yeah. So all well, of so it. back to back to what I was saying. I I wandered a little bit with that, but no, that's a good place to wander. You know. Those those like infinite father eyes gazing mm-hmm. from the sky, like overall. I think that there is a a way that we can see each other without judgment where we can recognize the ways maybe that like okay I'm dancing with somebody and maybe she's really like getting into the dance or something and we're like you know um there's this like clinging energy or something being able to like witness that but not to perceive it or put a thought to it being able to just witness it but not judge you know, like you're speaking to toxic femininity. For me as a man, it's not my place to judge a woman for whatever toxicity may be present within her system. Totally. It's maybe her sister's place to like step forward and like look at her and be like, yo, sis. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's up? But it's not my place. It's my place mm. to just be a radiant light mm. without attachment, just shining that that radiance and that love and that warmth upon her but without attachment without the clinging you know because naturally that can create clinging where we're like oh here's this feeling of like being held or being supported in a way that i haven't felt that feels really good so i want to cling to that but that can also be a lesson in detachment like okay how can we feel really warm and really full and really like pleasurable and like playful and and happy but not be attached to that feeling because mm. life is an ebb and flow always we will flow from one moment to the next you know and we can't cling to like our idea of like how this one moment felt wow that was that felt really good but we can't cling to that because life is going to keep flowing and it's going to throw a curveball next thing you know so so anyways i think with the femininity it's not even me taking the time to think about what she's going through or like yeah but you weave it just, so well it's just have it's just shining the light yeah you know what i mean and then being able to be like water and just kind of drift off Can, being able to feel when that time you your moment with that person has come to fulfillment or completion like you know we have this i can relate that to like sharing a song or even sharing a prayer in a circle or sharing just words of wisdom in a circle you can feel if you're really listening you can feel when it's your time to speak 
what really wants to be said and when it's your time to be complete. You know, if I'm sharing a song or something, like, I can feel, if I'm really listening, when it's the right time to be complete. It's the same thing with an amazing dance. Mm -hmm. The best dance has a completion. It doesn't, it doesn't just keep spiraling and, like, get, like, stuck together or whatever. It, it slowly starts and builds and creates suspense and exactly. animation of our spirit and excitement. And, yeah. and then it comes to completion, uh-huh. you know? And there's, there's able to be a fading and, like, a... And I think that's the hardest part breath, for a lot you know? of people, you know, like yeah. being able to accept that, okay, this is it. That was beautiful. And let's honor it for what it is. Instead of like, wait, Cause, no, cause, I need more. I need more. Cause it's that oneness, yeah. you know, and to create that oneness on a dance floor, especially like a ecstatic dance floor, it's really nice to pass the energy around, mm-hmm. to move around, to look different people in the eye. You know, I love like. I love like finding the grandmas. Like if there's ever yeah, if you there's, do. If there's ever grandmas on the ecstatic dance floor, I'll like we'll be like so dancing together, yeah. like so well. I remember the last ecstatic dance that I went to. More recently, actually, remember? Yeah, I won't say where it was, obviously, but um, yeah. And the first dance that I had with the, this like woman who is like more closer to like being a grandma she wasn't a grandma but mm-hmm. she's closer to the grandma royal grandma phase of her life and we just had like we just like we're standing there we just like looked over each other we're just like smiling kind of sheepishly and just like looking at each other and just started walking towards each other and they're just like dancing and like for me i think a man could go into a dance floor and be like oh like i'm sexy like Look at me, like, I want to dance with a sexy woman. Like, you know, like, have that idea mm-hmm. of what they want. They kind of do, like, they'll, you know? they'll pick out, like, who's as hot as me in, in this Right, crowd, yeah, or know? something, you know. <laughs> for me, it's like, for me, it's like, who, who maybe wants to dance, but doesn't feel comfortable going up to somebody, mm-hmm. and who doesn't have men come up to them, per se, not because they're not attractive or something, but just because maybe they're not fully comfortable or fully embodied in their dance. Mm-hmm. Or like, so I like to find those people and just have simple, playful moments where we like create openings, you know? And I think that's really beautiful because it's just a, a practice of like, how can we make everyone on this dance floor feel comfortable and feel embodied? Not just whoever I'm attracted to or whatever, you know right. what I mean? But, like, it's all bits and pieces of the whole. Yeah, which is why it's so cool because you you really do, like, you. the completion is beautiful because you really do honor that. Like, you'll look into their eyes and you'll just be like... And bow. Bow, yeah, you bow usually. Moments. And then you'll Sometimes just, like, Sometimes I can float. feel it getting too long. Yeah. That's fun, actually, because I didn't... When you first asked this question, I didn't really... I was like, hmm. It's just been a while since, obviously, because yeah. of COVID that we've been, like, ecstatic dancing frequently. So at first I was thinking, I was like, hmm, is that even a thing for me? Like, how do I... Relate, you know, like where do I? But I witnessed it now that you say it. it, I actually have totally have a lot of memories popping up of me being like, been dancing with somebody for a while, you know, and then being like feeling like okay, 
Like, I want to dance with somebody else. Yeah. And just slowly, kind of slow my body movements down to where, you know, maybe I'm flying, we're doing all this stuff. I just slowly kind of start slowing down. And then eventually I just, yeah, come to that point where I just, like, bow to that person. Yeah. You know? And then just melt off. Yeah. Into the... Sometimes the... I feel like they'll probably come back. They'll be like, "Wait, yeah, <laughs> you well, know, totally. yeah, like, they're not up. like they're not. Well, we're not right. done. We had a beautiful connection. Like we're supposed to keep dancing. Yeah. You know, truth be told. No, I know it was funny, and uh, yeah. So and that's... I've witnessed it too. Like nowadays, I like kind of just like watching because I love watching like what the mm. women do too. Like it's really entertaining mm. in a lot of ways just to see like are they going to be able to be okay with him just dancing this one dance with him? Are they going to like want more? And I've seen mm. it in so many times, even like with a dance or a hug, where women like do not want to let go of you. They're like, <laughs> I'm just going to hold him tighter, it's so funny you say more that. secure. And, like, I'm not releasing because this is getting really juicy, you know? Well, it's so funny that you say that because the that first festival I was telling you about when I started opening myself, I was like, all right, I'm open to connecting with women. I, like, realized that. I was like, it's not actually hard. Like, this is, like, simple. Like, yeah. that first time. That happened where I was on a dance floor and I, like, looked at this woman. We, like, were looking at each other. And I'm just, like, smiling, you know? And then we like went for a hug and we were hugging. And I swear to God, we were hugging all night. Yeah. And I I felt I, I was like, I didn't want to per se. I wanted to like go off and dance with my friends and do my own thing. But I also like didn't want to let her go and I wanted to like support her. And she was like <laughs> holding on to me. And that's like, what does that mean? Like divine masculine me. What are we speaking to? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, I wanna go dance. I wanna go like do all these other things everything's happening but yet i'm just gonna just hold this woman literally all night until the sun came up seriously it was kind of ridiculous but like also like it wasn't like i was like why would i let her go she's just holding on to me so like but um anyways that was just kind of funny yeah. But, but yeah, I mean. I've I witnessed that... it, like, even at the fire. Remember that one scene? Oh, my gosh, that was so funny. There was this one girl, she was just, like, so into you and just, like, really was, like, like giving you these. I could see it as eyes of, like, I want you and, like, these lusts and this, like, sexual energy. And you're, like, no, she just wants to hang out. She just loves well, me. See, I'm, like, and oh, maybe no. And maybe in what, like, we've talked about, you being a woman, you can, like, probably more easier more easily interpret that like energy from another woman but for me maybe other men could see that easier and be like damn or something yeah but but that's like a being where i am and being like you know in in the embodied state of sacred masculinity i'm praying to be in at least every moment i don't see it Exactly. I just see it as you like, really oh, don't. Like, you don't I all. literally don't even see it. I'm just Sometimes like, I'm oh, like, are connection. you serious? And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. wow, you really has no idea. No, I really don't. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I you really literally don't. just see because, them all purely as your Because that's sisters. just seeing that like oneness. If you just like look to oneness always, like that's all you see. And even the deviations from that. You don't see them. Because you literally, truly not, only see them as your you. sisters, too. Like, you don't see yeah. them as anything other than a sister right. and a part of you. And I think that is so beautiful and so rare. And and because of that, you're able to go into the situations mm-hmm. with, like, a lot of women are like, or men even are like, oh, 
oh, really, that happened? I'm sorry, I had no idea I did that. I just kind of, like, fell mm. into it, you know? Like, you can just get lost into it because mm. women can just, like, grab you like that mm. easily. We're powerful creatures. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's having, it's, like, like sticking your claim on, like, your sovereignty mm-hmm. as well and, like, being able to recognize when you're being, like, pulled into something. Maybe not intentionally, but... Like, yeah, it's like, like I was saying earlier, it's being able to, like, recognize, like, the energy of attraction, maybe that you're, that you feel for somebody or something, but not to, like, react to it or not to act on it, just to let it be as it is. Yeah. And let it be, you know. But it's, And then it can yeah. flow through you and it doesn't get stuck. Right. And then it gets stuck in that middle section of your body and it's like. Yeah. And then you either, it's stuck, so then you either need to act on it, or you... Yeah. Um, or well, that's gets, the thing, yeah. is that you don't act on it at all. You don't at all. And it's not even, like, a question for you, because, like, I know what your intentions are and what they have been for so long, which is why we moved, like, so slowly into this relationship and, like when we decided, I was like, okay, like, now is the time to make this, like, a partnership, because, like, that is, like, the honoring thing to do after the journey we've been on, and for how long we've been on this journey, but, like, leading up to it, you were so slow and intentional, like, everything that you did with me, even, because you wanted to fully, fully honor me as a woman, where we were in this friendship, in this relationship, in this partnership, all the levels, like, you wanted to honor me to the depths of that, and it's because, you did not have the desire to like be in this sexual energy it was not even really a part of you and for so long you were literally just practicing that sisterhood with all women and that was like your main mission was like to hold that space for women as a brother and I think that's why it's been so easy for you to just like navigate that through all the women and I'm sure there's been challenges like where women have probably really wanted something more but you you held it so fully as brotherhood and as family and you did it with me for so long too and I think that was also why it was like so hard for me because I was like oh like I just want more from you and you're like would be able to help me breathe through that and transmute that energy and I think that's one of the most beautiful things I've learned from you is how to like transmute that need for the sexual energy and this need for this lust and be able to just like move it through my body and breathe through it into just pure pure innocence pure childlike energy pure love pure connection pure play and and that's rare and that is not a very common thing in the in this in this world especially with the masculine energy and you've been holding that for so many women and mm. yeah that's such a gift such a gift and yeah yeah you know i mean it's it's knowing what is <clears throat> it's knowing what is passing and it's knowing what is permanent and like it's knowing what is passing and it's knowing what is eternal and and it's not judging or like like saying that either aspect is lesser or greater but it's just knowing that the physical pleasures are passing and the spiritual pleasures are eternal 
It's just having that awareness. And then it's not like, like, yeah, thinking that one is lesser or greater or creating separation. It's just knowing like, what is like eternal? What is, what will, what will I always carry with me? This like infinite, like soul connection, you know, and like channeling from that space, you know. And then I think the pleasures that we can experience as a human being can be just so much more cosmic and explosive and just blissful because our root is like rooted in um, soul connection, soul appreciation. You know, like how we were talking about the other day, I feel like it's like, it's like when you look to the soul first, always, like a lot of men look to the form, look to the attraction, look to the body, you know, like the, the less, like you're saying. When you look to the soul, first and foremost, always, like, you're opening yourself to, you're opening the possibility for deep connection with that person, opposed to connection that is passing, that comes feels good for a bit, and then goes, because it doesn't have a solid foundation. It's not, like, it doesn't have this solid foundation of, like, I see you, I am you, we are one with God and the universe and Mother Earth and all of creation. And building from that place, it's like, oh, like, I see you, and you see me, and we want this, and, like, let's do it kind of thing. But it's like, no, let's take a step back and move slowly, learn from the ways of the turtles, and like, yeah, create a foundation for ourselves so that this relationship, friendship, whatever it's meant to be between between whomever it is that is in relation with you can be infinite. It can be eternal. Because that is the way of the heavenly beings and the blessed beings is like unconditional love between all. It's the stars, the lines between the constellations connecting all of us together. And no matter how long it takes, we're going we're gonna to have to do the work to be in that way with each other again, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so beautiful, and I know there's a lot of brothers that listen to this podcast, too, so they're going to be, like, really grateful for this episode, like, finally, like, some advice for the men, and, like, it's all advice for all of us, of course, but, um, and the women, too, like, this is really important for all of us to really hear, because the masculine needs to be reclaimed in a more holy, more sacred, more loving way for all of the women, for all the men, for all the families, for all the children. And Absolutely. and even just after listening to this too, like there's a lot of men on, that I know that listen to this that have even reached out like, I want to embody that divine masculinity. Like I want to mm-hmm. show up more for women as a brother mm-hmm. and not a need to sexualize them. I don't want to sexualize these women. Like it's been a program our whole lives where mm-hmm. we see a woman's like neat sex instead of like beauty. Yeah, it's people being like, oh, innocence. check out that ass. Yeah, like, like look that. at her ass. It's so, and I do it too. Like I'm like, oh man, wait, turn around and see your face. I'm sorry. Like I want to see you for who you are. And, and I know men want to see that too. And so if you had some advice for the brothers on here that are really working on that path of being a, a brother for sisters mm. and holding that space for women. like Yeah, well, it's amazing 
when you start walking on that path, you know, and you, and like, again, you realize like how easy it is to, to have deep connections with amazing women when you're not trying and you're not pushing and you're not projecting the sexualization upon them. And yeah, I'd say it really starts with, again, focusing on the eyes, focusing on the soul, honoring and being okay with your attraction to that person, first and foremost. And, and like, and being okay even if sexual energy rises, again, back to that. But like not, not clinging to it, letting it flow through you, recognizing it, and then letting it go, mm. you know, and continuing to look towards the soul of that person and continuing to like, let's continue to affirm to ourselves what our purpose is. If we throw out, if we can, all of the wants and the expectations and the desires that we put on each other, or that we put on women of how they're supposed to be or how they need to be for us, then we can then it's like, let's affirm this yearning I would say the difference between a desire and a yearning is a desire is something that we want that is passing mm -hmm. it's something we want in the moment mm. and we reach for it and maybe we take it maybe we miss it or maybe we take it and we hold it in our hands but then it crumbles in our hands to dust mm. return to the earth because it's temporary a yearning is something that we always want. It's not, we don't just want it in the moment. We always want it. What are the things that we always want? To be loved, to be seen, to be honored. You know, mm -hmm. simple things of the heart that we all have, no matter what, if we want to think that we don't, it's there somewhere, deep down, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, Yeah, so so yeah, so let's let's affirm this yearning to be better men, to be uh, a better support to women, and to not to seek to want or expect anything from anyone, but to seek to be a support, a loving pillar, a strength, you know, a uh, an infinite ray of light that can shine clear and um, bring warmth to any and all who get to feel those rays. And when we affirm that as our only intention, we will start to see how our connections with women and men can grow deeper and deeper. And we can, and it, we can be, start to become a, this like water, you know, flowing and connecting with, with men and women and having intimate moments where you'll kind of, yeah, you'll get that bird's eye view and be like, wow, how did I get into this moment? But it's because you're not trying. You're not projecting desire upon that person. You're not projecting the want for anything other than to just play, coming mm -hmm. back to those eyes. Like mm -hmm. if you can... Look into somebody's eyes, look into a woman's eyes, like purely, and just smile and like want to connect. Let's throw out all of the expectation of like, oh, I feel something with this. Mm -hmm. Even thinking, oh, like maybe this could be something. 
is setting yourself up for something other than just pure love. Mm. Unconditional love just is. It's a vibration. It's not a thought. It's not an idea. It's a vibration that we can tap into. It's beyond that surface level stuff. Mm. So, like, yeah, beyond that surface level idea of relationship, connection, partnership, intimacy, all of that is just the embodiment of it, Mm. which is something that we discover. So I would say, don't judge yourself for anything that you may see in yourself that is not of that vibration. Do not judge yourself for that. Recognize that it's not your fault. Right. It's not any one person's fault. It's just collective confusion. Yeah, we don't know. We're We're only doing what we know, you know? Yeah, we're clearing it. We're We're clearing that collective confusion. Yeah. So yeah, so so let's be kind to ourselves. Let's love ourselves, give ourselves a hug and and yearn, not want or desire like I want this to be a better man. But I'm not actually going to embody it. I'm going to yearn every moment of my life with every breath to be a better man. And that is going to create the reality of that yearning. Divine masculinity (laughs) has been reclaimed. (sighs) Yeah, there's so much... There's so much more when we like dig into this topic. I know um, it's we could go on forever. Yeah, it's like you just cracked the surface. (laughs) You've got like one of those little. You could be using like a a shovel or something, but you've got one of those little archaeologist picks, and you're kind of just like picking away. Right. We've like just started. We've just opened the door away at the like crack skeleton of the bones of the ancient dinosaur wisdom of divine masculinity right and And it's only just begun it's only just begun which i think is so so special because i mean we started this pretty slow you know just like tipping our toes in trying to figure out maybe what we're going to talk about just flowing with it doing a little introduction like not even knowing what's going to come through but i always forget that there's a million topics to go over with you (laughs) just like because we have so much we can talk about so to open this door with divine masculinity feels really good and we can all i think everything we talk about that i want to talk about with you is going to be the epitome of divine masculinity that's going to be like a huge key to opening all of these conversations because that's what you are that's what you embody so fully and it's how we can talk about like the emptiness and how we can talk about like conscious couples and like this relationship and how to be in a conscious relationship and how to go to those states of emptiness which i definitely have been wanting to go in on too so even like maybe yeah Oh, I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say, I just wanted to say yeah. like you know, me being in, like how you said, like you're an example of an embodiment of divine masculinity. I just wanna say what that is is not like this perfect no. being in any way. I am oh, not no. in any way like Hell this, like, no you're not perfect divine <laughs> masculine uh-uh. whatever you know no. <laughs> but but what that is is like that um 
the poem from the prophet that we are experiencing the other day. It's, it's, it's the recognition of my flaws, the recognition of my, my downfalls, mm. the challenges that I create for myself through resistance to pure unconditional love, and choosing to be okay with them, choosing to carry them, you know, it's like carrying my cross, you know, willfully. And, and the more I consciously, willfully carry that recognition of my own downfall, I can rise above it. Like, like in the poem, you know, it's like you rise above it. It's not being beyond it or being outside of it. Mm. It's carrying it and rising above it. You know, exactly. The more you carry it, the stronger you become. It's not about being perfect, yeah. you know, it's about just being real. Yeah, know? exactly. Being real. Like, I think the most divine thing about it is the realness and the honesty and the truth. And it's not always pretty. Like, you would not know real well that it is hard to be on this path sometimes and it is really hard to to do this work but we choose to do it every time we get into the depths of like the most painful arguments sometimes or like mm. anger confusion frustration and like mm. saying mean things to each other it just it happens we're human but the way we handle those situations is what i think is the most divine part of it all is that we're mm. always choosing to come back to love we're always w willing to listen and talk about it and get to a, a part that feels good for both of us where we both feel like we've resolved this in a healthy way and sometimes it takes a couple weeks you know sometimes it takes a month sometimes it takes a couple days but we're always willing to do the work with each other and I think that's the most divine part of all of it and obviously there's, we can go into that too and so there's yeah. just and a we lot will. we will we will yeah. I mean I think that's a really important one for all for all all the listeners too like just being in a, in a relationship where you're able to talk about the things that you're going through and you're able to check in with your partner and making check-ins like a regular thing and and yeah just doing that deep shadow work together in a really healthy way um so yeah divine masculinity divine femininity like it's all here and it's not always pretty but we're choosing to show up in it yeah and that emptiness right. too like is another one that like I think that's why it's taken us so long to do a podcast too is because like mm -hmm. I have been so hard-headed on needing this to be a certain way and like mm -hmm. needing you to show up in a certain <laughs> way and like I'm like I need to see his energy before I can press play like I don't want to see his emptiness like because this is my ego saying like that your emptiness wasn't good enough and I think mm -hmm. your emptiness is exactly what you brought here and I was able to allow you to like channel through that so like I even want to do an episode like completely on what emptiness truly is and how beautiful it is to go into that state and what you have taught me through those challenges of going there with you and what it has brought up for me. And I feel like that could be a really beautiful time too. So we have lots to talk about. I know that's, I, I'm already feeling all this like impending buzz of like, inspiration just from you saying that yeah like wanting to dig in oh wait what but you know okay yeah but it's funny it's like i was gonna say at the beginning of this but and i didn't say it because we got just in the flow of it it's like holidays or something you know you think back maybe it's something you're experiencing now or maybe it was something you experienced in your childhood or something but for some reason those special days 
that we deem as like, oh, this is a special day. We need to celebrate on this day. Maybe right. it's a birthday or Christmas or whatever, Thanksgiving or special holidays, you know. Somehow those days are more stressful. I know. Why is that? It's because we create this expectation of like, oh, this day we're going to celebrate and we're going to have all this fun and all this. But we're actually making it more stressful for ourselves because we're setting expectation about that. Instead of just well, letting if we it happen. let it be the same as every day. Yeah. Every day it can be a celebration. Yeah. Every day it can be a holiday, a holy day. And, you know, every day can be the same and yet so, so, so new. Yeah, so and it doesn't have to look as sparkly. so fresh, so sparkly, and it doesn't have to look a certain way. Like yeah. that's literally why it took me three weeks to do another episode because I was like, I need him to be a certain way. I'm doing the next podcast with Josiah. Like everyone knows he's coming on. I can't do another podcast until I do it with him. So I was like waiting for this perfect moment yeah. and that perfect moment does not exist if i had just pressed play that first week human, that we decided because yeah. we're human it would have flown beautifully yeah. whatever needed to come up maybe we did just have a huge argument right before but that was real <laughs> that was real yeah and that's what i was kind of trying to say i was like well that's okay that doesn't need to affect a conversation you know right. between two beings and that Even... comes back to the sovereignty being together yet apart yeah even you last know? night remember we we're laying in bed and you're like I'm just, you know, continue. you were just like, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you're like, I'm honestly like, I'm just like, kind of just like still moving through that last argument that we had a couple days ago. And I'm still like really feeling that. And like, it doesn't really feel the best. And I instantly got sad because I was like, oh, we're supposed to do a podcast in the morning. And he's like having a hard time thinking about this argument still and then I'm like thinking about like how rude I was and like how I how I treated you that day and I'm like oh this isn't good we shouldn't do a podcast and then you're like what no we're gonna do the podcast it's gonna be beautiful like just because I'm thinking about something that was hard for us doesn't mean it has to be ugly it's beautiful that I'm able to like work it's a part of like you. processing yeah you know? and, like taking into consideration things that happen like not being so in the flow of like, oh, just be here now that like things happen and then we just let them go and continue forward. It's like yeah. slowly like integrating and like learning from things that happen. And it wasn't necessarily that I'm like in the space of like thinking about it and being like, oh, I don't. I was just like, it was just on my heart. Yeah. You know, it was just on my heart. And, 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 and I think that when we can speak to it, and not let our emotion rule is when the true opening comes. Yeah. Uno momento. Um, We're doing a podcast. I thought somebody knocked. I think they I did. Think, I don't know. I think it was Annie. I think it was Annie too. Yeah. So. Uno, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But, but I was going to say, we're going to wrap this up because it's time to wrap it up. But, yeah. But I was just going to say, like, when I can speak to that, and not let the emotion rule, let my heart rule, mm-hmm. guide, you know, then I can express a feeling of hurt, but not be defined by it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and that can allow you, I really felt last night that you were in a space to be able to receive that and flow with that so much more gracefully than ever than before. Ever before. <laughs> You know, and you embodied, the thing that you embodied was the thing that we talked about when we were in Tennessee, uh-huh. where I was like, 
hey, if you're feeling this, or if this is not the time to talk to me about this, if you can say to me, hey, I'm tired, I'm not in a space to talk about this, if we can come back to this subject another time, I'll be more in a space to share with you. Like, that's going to help me so much. Instead of just getting upset and being like, I'm tired, I can't talk to you about it, yeah, you know? Yeah, getting like, annoyed. Hey. And you did that perfectly last night. You were like, you know, you know, I'd love to talk about this tomorrow, but I'm just too tired to talk about it right now, and I don't want to get upset or anything, and I'd love to come back to this subject tomorrow. And I was like, wow, that was just such a mature, embodied way of like not creating any tension with this and just letting it be and helping me to feel encouraged and heard and not like, oh, she's not listening to me or doesn't care or something. Right. Yeah. That was just really yeah. mature and I was like, wow. Yeah. Proud. <sighs> oh, wow. Anyways. Yeah. That's, yeah, we have so much to talk about. And I would love to dive deeper into this relationship and the challenges and the magic and the beauty and the tears and the laughter and all the things we've moved through because I think it's pretty damn inspiring and it's good. Mm. We got a lot of stories to share. So um, we will be back for sure. We got a Mm. lot, lots to talk about. So thank you all for for listening. Thank you, Josiah, for being here and opening your heart. I feel like we're like just getting started. I'm like, I wait, know. I don't want to stop it. Went it so but, quickly. But I know we gotta we gotta wrap so it up. So time um, flies when you're having fun. Right. Yeah. So thank you for everyone for listening. I know we we started out pretty slow, but we we picked it up pretty quick. And yeah. for those that stuck around and listened, thank you so much for being here. And we love you so much. I'm so grateful for this platform and to be able to connect in this way and share share my love with you and to have you in this space. I love you so much. Thank you. Love you too. Mm. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, Alrighty. bless you all, any and all who got to listen and hear this. You know, I hope and pray that these conversations can be um, an inspiration and uh, an encouragement of being true to yes. who you are. You. We love you. We love you. We love you. Peace and blessings, family. Happy full moon. Mm. Ah. This new year. Let's new make year. It I was thinking 2021 impending bloom. Yeah. That's um, trademarked, but yeah, you know. I love it. I like love the it. apocalypse, but like impending doom, but impending bloom. Ah, uh, you guys. Uh, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Okay. I like that. Okay, anyways. All right. All right, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>